The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Carla Bynes is education editor of the Irish Times. You've conducted an investigation into the parts of the country where there are not enough secondary school places. What have you discovered? Yeah, this is a source of huge stress and anxiety for, for many parents in about five areas of the country. So they are North Kildare, North Wicklow and parts of Dublin, Galway and Cork. And that is where parents have been applying for school places to secure places for their, their children who are due to go into first year in September. But in these areas, all schools in those local areas are oversubscribed and uh, most of those schools then are running quite lengthy waiting lists and parents are faced really with the prospect of uh, very long commutes to try and find um, schools outside of those areas or in very extreme cases parents have been told that uh, TUSLA, uh, the Child and Family Agency, uh, can provide um, nine hours of home tuition as a compensatory educational service. So in summary, you know, parents are very, very worried in these areas. And what seems to be happening is that the school places just haven't kept up with the house building. And these are all generally areas where there has been a surge in building, surge in local population, and then the schools have lagged behind. And there's been a frantic effort from the department to provide a lot of temporary accommodation to try and progress school building plans, but it just hasn't been going fast enough. Now, it should be said there are other factors at play as well as just these demographic pressures. There is this phenomenon of the, the duplication of applications. So a parent who wants to maximise their chance of getting a school place will apply to multiple schools. So they have to weed out cases where someone might have a place in one school and they're still on a waiting list for another. Uh, and in some cases, children are coming from outside of an area to go to a, quote, good unquote school so that that is happening there and that is a contra, contra, contributing factor but certainly I think that the primary factor talking to uh, all participants in this uh, issue really is the fact that the school places just haven't kept up with the surging population in, in, in these uh, kind of commuter belt areas. Okay, and just on a practical basis that how well monitors is this and is there a computer system which can track a child by its PPS number to see how many applications have been made on its behalf by parents to actually see then what real demand there is for the places available. Yeah, this is the problem. You know, like it sounds extraordinary, but the Department of Education cannot tell us how many parents or children do not have school places. And this isn't all tallied in one place. And we have this system where um, schools in many respects are independent fiefdoms. So, so parents are applying to individual schools and schools in many respects don't share this application data. Now what's happening now belatedly is the department is getting involved and it is talking to schools in these areas and it is uh, tallying all of these applications together and trying to weed out duplications and so on. But uh, what you do have this phenomenon of parents who will find that their child is maybe 30th on the waiting list in one school, 60th in another, you know, into the hundreds in another uh, school. And it's taking a very long time between trying to weed out uh, duplicate applications and get temporary accommodation guaranteed uh, to be able to, um, uh, I suppose, confirm to these parents that their child will have a school place in September. And then, what, Carl, what about the arrival of immigrants into the country with children? Has that exacerbated the situation? It's added to the numbers uh, seeking to go into schools, but 
as I can see, certainly talking to, to various um, uh, observers relating to these five areas where there's um, uh, real enrollment pressures, that immigration isn't so much a factor. For example, the Ukrainian students are typically dispersed to areas where there is spare capacity in schools. So that isn't so much an issue, really. But the the, the overwhelming factor here would seem to be house building, um, a demographic bulge there, and and people moving into areas. But, but sorry, Carl. Again, you know, if there is a national development framework, or national planning framework, and if you have county development plans, and if you know the numbers of new houses that have been built on six yearly cycles. And if you see that this was a problem a number of years ago in the primary schools and you know the numbers of the primary schools that feed into the secondary schools, shouldn't this have been obvious a few years ago in these locations that additional secondary schools needed to be built? Absolutely. And it does raise questions about the adequacy of the school planning. And then you have localised issues. So one of the areas is North Wicklow, Greystones, where all the secondary schools there are oversubscribed. But this year, uh, they actually, the schools have had to reduce their intake because of plan, uh, delays in planned extensions to those schools. So on top of there being an oversubscription crisis locally, they've actually had to reduce enrolment. So that's actually exacerbated the problem. So you have those types of issues, particularly where, where delays to school buildings uh, really do cause uh, major, major problems. So something might have been planned, but it's not happening. And you find, you know, that the the lag time between delivering uh, a full school building uh, and it being promised can take years. You're talking six, seven, eight, ten years, you know. So, uh, and as we know in the construction sector, things do get delayed. Now, to be fair, you know, to the Department of Education, they are uh, funneling, you know, hundreds of millions into building new schools and into providing temporary accommodation but that is of little consolation okay. to parents who are in these high-pressure enrolment pressure areas. Caroline Carpenter, you're a parent living in Prosperous in County Kildare. Can you tell us, please, about how this has affected your family? So my daughter, Quiva, um, we applied for her uh, secondary school placement in October 2022, and by May 2023, it became apparent that she wasn't going to get a place. So we were absolutely devastated. She was so stressed. We were so stressed. And we had to send her to a boarding school in Tipperary because other than that, the alternative was homeschooling. Myself and my husband, um, my, I'm a midwife, my husband's an engineer. It wouldn't have been possible for us to stay home and homeschool her. And so we have completely upset her, having to send her away to a boarding school, which she really hates, hasn't settled in. And the boarding school has considered has the us to get her maybe to commute on a daily basis as day people because she really hasn't settled in. So how, how many hours would a commute take her daily? Uh, four hours in total. So she'd probably leave in the house, say, at six and be back then at six in the evening. And who drive her? That's the thing. Like, it's, it's not feasible. It wouldn't work. But then, I mean, there's also the cost to you in relation Absolutely. to paying for the boarding school. But yeah, tell us a little bit about the homeschooling option that was offered to you. Nine hours a week and then you do the rest of it yourself, is it? Absolutely. And Quiva's quite an introvert child. It certainly wouldn't have helped her social skills whatsoever. As we know through COVID, homeschooling didn't work. And, and of course, there's the mental impact on her health. And like we don't have the resources to homeschool her. Um, so, like, that was the alternative. I wronged the Department of Education several times asking, was there many kids being homeschooled? 
they would give us no information. We felt so alone in this journey. Um, we'd email Norma Foley's secretary several times. We got the same standardised email that they were looking into the matter, but nothing was done after. So it was horrendous. Are there many primary schools? Sorry, Hi, Are there many primary schools in the prosperous area with children experiencing the same difficulties your family has had? Um, there are seven feeder schools to the particular secondary school that we applied to, and there is um, children on that list who are homeschooling at the moment. And I know that some of the kids had gone to private schools in Dublin and other areas as well. So oh. it is a huge problem. But I feel the department don't hide it very well. And also, um, we set up a committee here in Prosperous, and there are 29 secondary schools in North Kildare. 29 of them were contacted. 25 of them would not tell us how many was on their waiting list this year. Only four of them came back to us, and two of them only give us the waiting list numbers. So it's all very hush-hush. Let's bring in Catherine Murphy, who is TD for the Social Democrats for Kildare North. How could this have happened, Catherine, if... The state knows and councils know the number of houses that are being built to add to the population in a particular area that there aren't sufficient schools built to go along with that population growth. Yeah, and this this is an issue that happens every year. I think this year it has really crystallised because you it, it you know it seems like every single one of the second level schools in North Kildare is full, um, and normally there'd be plug and gaps and. Prefabs would be coming, be provided at very late in the day now, I might add. And the kind of stress that uh, parents and students are under because of this is huge. Um, and the parents make the point, look, if I didn't send my children to school, you know, the state would be on my neck. But yet they haven't provided a school place for my child. Now, I've, I've raised this now. Um, Prosperous have been particularly active and um, uh, they, 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 they've been a, there's been a campaign going there uh, since last November and I, I've been back and forth to Norma Foley about that and about the other schools in the area because people will call to the constituency office and you'd be advising them to fill out Section 29 forms to, to uh, which you fill in to when you don't get a place and uh, essentially and then the Board of Management consider that and it's, it's, it's a very convoluted process um, but there's been a problem building here for a long time. And when uh, Norma Foley d- talked to me uh, some, d- just just before Christmas and said, look at the, the building units in, in the department are telling her every school, every student will get a place. And I just, I said, I just can't believe that you're telling me that because I can see they're all full. So ex- exactly where about, about are these places going to be? Um, and you know, then then people are worried about if it is going to be prefabs. You know, the, obviously it has to go through a, a process. Um, the decision has to be made when the second round offers. The first round offers were made before Christmas. Then the second round offers are made, and you can really see where the gap is. You can you can really see where the gap is. You know, at that stage, but it's not just classrooms that are missing. It takes such a long time to build schools. Um, or even to, you know, to build extensions. Um, like, the, the building unit seems to... Um, I don't know what they're, they're counting, because, like, we fill in the sense of the population. They count things like, for example, uh, child benefit and where that's been claimed. They know the, uh, the numbers that are in all of the feeder schools in. Like, it, there's a... 
for, for it to come to this kind of to, to, to come to this stage yeah. um, is it, just absolutely It sounds ridiculous. baffling. Okay, and we're getting comments from all over the country, people telling us about their experiences and sometimes using grandparents' addresses to try and get children into a school in a particular area. This is happening Malahide, one secondary school for an enormous area. Another listener says, I'm a homeschool community liaison in a primary school in Galway. The lack of secondary school places means that children can spend their final year in primary worrying about getting a secondary school place. It is a disaster. I'm going to finish with you, Carl O'Brien, Education Editor of the Irish Times. I know that this has been played down in certain circumstances by the Department of Education and Government, but does it look like that there's going to be a lot of children come next September who are not going to be able to get a secondary school place and who are going to get nine hours of homeschooling offered to them? I think what happens, uh, Matt, is it's, it becomes a hidden problem. So you have parents like Caroline there and they will settle for a really inferior option. They will travel long distances to another school or they will send their child to boarding school. They will find some fix, however inconvenient it is. So the department will say that the child has a school place. And in very extreme cases then, uh, there are children who, who do get this home tuition. But the problem is hidden by parents compromising and making um, arrangements which really don't suit family life and are very disruptive and, and in the process cause huge amount of stress to families and indeed children who don't know where they're going to be going to school uh, until very shortly before the start of the new school year. Thank you very much, Carla Bryan from the Irish Times, Catherine Murphy, Social Democrat TD for Kildare North and Caroline Carpenter. Hopefully your daughter Quiva will get sorted out in a way that's satisfactory for your family. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.